Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. Hello, friends. It's Tanya Gill from the Trifecta of Joy, and I am so excited to have a new friend with me. And my friend today is named Brad Walsh. Now, here's what's cool about Brad. He's a professional photographer who found himself wanting to inspire others during the pandemic. So like a lot of people, I think we had this kind of shifting feeling. And so Brad birthed an idea called Empowerography. And what is so cool about empowerography is that he decided to step into a mission of highlighting strong, inspired, and dynamic women to share their stories of success, triumph, resiliency, and transformation. So there's some really cool things here because this is a man doing a podcast about awesome women, but he didn't realize that this concept would actually take a life of its own. And so he has this amazing platform, his podcast, you have to check it out. It's called Empowerography. Um, and Brad, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I am absolutely honored and it's a pleasure to be here with you today, Tanya. Tanya, thank you very much for the invitation to participate and share a little bit about my story and my journey here on your platform. I'm going to be having you on my podcast as well. So it's a little swap we're doing too. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, it's. I'm honored to be to be a guest on your podcast as well. However, like seriously, you started out as a photographer. Let's talk yeah. about this non-linear, or maybe it feels a little more linear than it sounds, path to where you are now. Yeah, I, I think you know. I think it was a natural progression, actually, because when I when I look back at how the path started for me, and you know, working as an audiovisual tech in corporate. Um, then into photography full time, and now the podcast. It, I think that the the common thread there among those three is storytelling, right? Because photography, our photographers are storytellers. Working as an audiovisual tech, we told stories through audio and video, um, video production, audio production, and then into podcasting, providing a platform for storytelling. So I think that's the common thread for me is the storytelling. But yeah, it's been an absolutely incredible journey. I mean, the podcast is now three years old, celebrated three years in April. And yeah, I would I just say it's a natural progression. I think it just kind of unfolded beautifully the way it was meant to happen. And I mean, I, I haven't shot, I haven't done any photography work in over two years now. Um, but I'm feeling a calling to go back to it and return back to my roots because photography is my first love, my first passion. I learned how to shoot on black and white film back in high school. So developing images in the darkroom, being around, you know, the, when I think about it now, just I can, I can feel myself and see myself back in the darkroom and I can smell those chemicals and 
the magic of the darkroom, seeing an image come to life that I created in camera come to life on a piece of paper as you put it through the chemical baths. It is such a magical process. And, you know, having now, of course, moved into the digital age and there aren't very many photographers, well, that I know of anyways, there aren't a lot of photographers out there that are stu- still shooting film and have access to dark rooms. So when I think about that and it just, it takes me, I can literally smell the chemicals in the room and I can, you know, see the enlarger and and running the, the photography paper through the chemical baths and just seeing that image come to life is so magical. And again, it's, it's all tied into the storytelling and, you know, moving into the photography later in my life, because that was back in high school. Um, you know, I never wanted to photograph people. I had no interest in photographing people. My thing was architecture and landscapes. And through my corporate career, I fell in love with photographing people because I was tasked with the responsibility of doing the corporate headshots when I was working in corporate as an audiovisual tech as part of my job. And, you know, on that journey, falling into falling in love with photographing people. And then I got connected through a mutual friend to a boudoir photographer who was based in Florida. And I fell in love with her work and the mission and the message behind that genre of photography with what you can help women accomplish in terms of body acceptance, self-confidence, self-love. You know, it, it was just, it was a light bulb moment. I just knew I, I ended up mentoring with this woman that I was connected with for for six months. And I just, when I was done my mentorship, it was just one of those light bulbs. I knew that's the direction I've got to take my business. I fell in love with it. So I've been in the space of women's empowerment and providing, I guess, a stage or a platform for women, starting with the photography and then just, like I said, naturally progressing into the podcast. I mean, I started the podcast in 2019 because I started to feel like the photography, there wasn't enough of an impact there. I wasn't reaching enough people and I wanted to impact more people, reach more people. And so I thought, why don't I take what I'm doing with the photography and turn that into or transplant that into a podcast where I focus the podcast solely on women. And of course, at the time, and even now, I don't know of many, if any men that are out there that host a platform that solely highlights women and shares their stories, amplifies their voices. So, you know, I reached out to seven or eight friends of mine, women who are photographers, they worked in the same industry as me and explained what my idea was behind the platform, what I wanted to do with it. And I asked them if they would help me get it off the ground by letting me interview them. Thankfully, they all said yes and agreed. So I did the interviews, I created the content and started publishing the interviews. And so 2019 was like a, I call it my dress rehearsal because I only did eight episodes. And I put them all out because at the time I was also in my second year full-time of the photography business and the business started to pick up traction. I was getting more inquiries, more bookings. And I thought I left corporate for a reason. I need to shift all of my energy and my focus to the business. So I shelved, actually shelved the podcast idea and went back to the business and put all my focus there. And then of course we fast forward to March of 2020 and we all know what that story entailed around the world. And, you know, it, it just, it rendered my business inoperable. I couldn't be booking shoots. And I got tired of the negativity and the anger and all the stuff that was going on in the world. And I just thought, I can't, I don't want any part of that. I am going to actually take advantage of this gift of time that everyone's been given on the planet and flip the narrative and do something good. So this was my second light bulb moment. It's like, I've got to reignite this podcast. I have all this time on my hands. I might as well do something good, put something positive out into the world. So 
I started reaching out to women on Instagram and the response was just incredible. Women were so happy to hear that a man had created a platform such as this to help elevate women and amplify their voices through sharing their stories that it turned into this incredible thing where the women I was interviewing were said, Brad, I've got a friend I can introduce you to. Brad, I got a friend. She'd be a great guest for your podcast to where it's grown to this beautiful community that we now have. And I can honestly tell you, Tanya, with every fiber of my being and every bit of my heart and soul. This is my purpose. This is my mission on this planet is to do this work to help elevate women and amplify their voices. Nothing has ever set my soul on fire like this work, not even photography. And I never, ever in a million years dreamed that I would ever say that because photography is my first love. Photography and Brad are synonymous in my mind. And here I am doing this work and I haven't picked up my camera in over two years now. So it, it's been an absolutely incredible journey. I have met and connected with some of the most incredibly inspirational women. And I just love being in this space and being able to provide a platform and a stage and a space for women to share their stories because everybody has a story and it needs to be told. Every single person needs to tell their story. And for me to be invited into these spaces with these women to share in their vulnerability, share in their stories is an absolute honor for me. I've had women tell me that they've told me things that they've never shared with anyone else. And that is just incredible to me. So this is this is why I'm here on this planet is to do this work. And I absolutely love it with all of my heart and soul. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And what's interesting though, is that what I hear as the common thread mm. is actually capturing and sharing the story right and whether it's through film or Mm -hmm. whether like it it, it's it is that capturing and telling of the story and stories are so powerful they are we all have a story Mm -hmm. and in reality if we look at history right history didn't been framed through the lens and the story of men Yes. And, and so women have a different experience of life and, and women come from, I mean, we, we have a different history, if you will. Yeah. So creating that space to tell, to, for people to tell stories uh, for me, like as a woman, mm-hmm. the feeling that I get from that is that we can learn so much about ourselves about our place in the world, how we connect and see one another mm-hmm. by by listening to other people's stories and being inspired by them, even when they've been through hell and back, or yeah. maybe especially if they've been through hell and back. Absolutely. It's, you know, that's what I love about it. And that's a big part of the reason for it is because the women who are coming on the show and sharing their journeys, their stories, that is a permission slip for others to stand up and share their stories, but also the insights and the inspiration in those stories so that maybe they don't have to go through the same struggles because of the information and the story that's being shared that they, that these women don't have to go through the same struggles or that they realize, Hey, if Tanya's done this in her life, that means I can do it too. If Tanya can do it, I'm capable as well. So it's, again, it's a permission slip to stand up and and lean into who you truly authentically are. And the fact that you can do 
what these other women have done. It is possible because these women are showing you, they're leading the way, they're blazing the trail to know that it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. And I think when you talk about like blazing the way and, and, you know, like leading through example, I think it's almost also like, it's not just leading the way. It's also saying, Hey, I'm here to hold your hand. And, Mm -hmm. and like, and we're in this experience of life together. So you might not know me, but I, but I might have something that will spark something in you to help continue to grow and spread your light too. 100%. Yeah, it will resonate. And that's why storytelling is, as we've talked, storytelling is such an important fabric or thread in all of our lives. We all have a story to tell. I don't care who you are. I mean, we've been conditioned and I hear so many people, I don't have a story. Who's going to want to listen to my story? Well, someone out there needs to hear your story. It is your duty and your responsibility as a human being on this planet to share your story because it will undoubtedly resonate with someone else and it will inspire at least one person. Thank you for saying that, Rod. Like, so you and I met through a beautiful mutual friend. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, And I did a previous podcast with Heidi about about what to say when when someone you love is grieving Mm -hmm. because we have a common background as both as being widows right right and with the shifts in my own personal life I'm continuing with perfectly imperfect life coaching I'm continuing with the podcast Yay! (laughs) I love it you talk about like sharing your story and I I became very committed to writing my book, getting it published, and then turning it into an audio book, because I felt like even if it landed on the heart of one other person, it it had the potential to make a difference. 100%. And so so I'm going to take all of that information and say, (laughs) I believe that you came into my life and I came into your life for a purpose. And that purpose partly being because of Heidi and because of my conversations with you, I've decided that the podcast must go on. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It is a piece of opportunity, if you will, to be invited to look at your life, consider your life and, and understand the connections through, like you said, the stories. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about your story Mm -hmm. because you shared with me when we were talking before very briefly that yeah. you were raised by strong, resilient women. Mm-hmm. And that really landed deeply on my heart because I was widowed when my boys were eight months old and four years old. And I didn't remarry until 14 years later. Wow. So I, I very much <laughs> placed my children as a solo parent. Mm-hmm. And I think as a solo parent, we often, especially as mothers, have an experience of feeling like we're fucking up our kids yeah, yeah. Of, of the void or because of whatever, because we have mm-hmm. to, because of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you shared with me that you were raised in, in a situation where you had an independent mom who was taking mm-hmm. care of and she was a really important inspiration in your life. Mm-hmm. My mother left my biological father when I was 10, but I mean, even leading up to that, 
he was never really involved in our lives. He, he didn't, he was absentee. He wasn't there. He wasn't around. And so at 10 years old, my mother realized that he was having an affair. And after 15 years of marriage, she had had enough. And I so admire her strength and courage to stand up and say, no more. I'm not putting up with this and I don't have to put up with it. I put up with this for long enough. I can remember as a kid, my mom sleeping on at at a certain point in the relationship. I remember her sleeping on the couch. They weren't even sleeping in the same bed. And so it got to that point for her. And of course she had a lot of encouragement and support from her mother, my grandmother, who was like a mother to me. She was, she was my second mother. It's funny because my mom would tell me stories as I got older, that when we would be out, the three of us or the four of us, my brother and I, and and my mom and my grandmother, people thought my grandmother was my mother sometimes because we were that close. We had an incredible bond. Um, So she had that support system. So therein lies the strength of the two women. My mom, first of all, having the strength and the courage to stand up and say no more, but my grandmother jumping in to support her daughter. So the strength in both of those women, um, they were role models for me. I mean, back, it was 1980 when she left. So that wasn't a very common thing for mothers, women to step out of their marriage and say no more. And we ended up moving into a one bedroom apartment in the same building that my grandparents lived in, actually. So therein was another bonus where my mom had the support in terms of being able to look after us because she hadn't worked in 10 years because she stayed home to raise us. So now she had to go out, find herself a job because she had to support my brother and I. And so when she managed to to get a job, my grandmother was there to support us and look after us and help raise us. And so those two women, I mean, the strength of both of them is just incredible to have those role models in my life to teach me and show me and guide me through life. I mean, my mom was doing it all along as a single parent, really, anyways, from when I was born to when I was when she left. But, you know, to have the strength and the courage to stand up and say, uh, uh-uh, I'm not done. I'm done. I'm not, I, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. It's just those two women are my heart and my soul. They are incredible human beings. And unfortunately, my grandmother passed away in 2020. But I know she's still here with me always. I know she's guiding me. We had that close, tight relationship. Like I said, she was like a second mother to me. And, you know, that continued on until she passed that relationship. And I I love that woman dearly with all of my heart and soul. She, she is my everything, her and my mom. So Um, what, what are their first names? Brenda is my mom and Gladys was my grandmother. Uh, this is your grandmother yeah i just i always feel like that when when we get an opportunity to hear people's names Mm -hmm. it it creates a a different kind of connection yeah Yeah. gives gives a little bit more of an identity it's not just some random mom but (laughs) right and yeah some random grandma it's gladys and yeah and you know being able to acknowledge them has a lot of power it really Mm -hmm. for sure it really does Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I, again, it, it's that hearing, hearing the admiration, the respect, the love that you have for them, mm-hmm. knowing that they faced adversity and challenge and 
and still made the decisions that were right for them and their family at that time, right? Yeah, I'm, courage. Mm-hmm. It also takes a massive amount of vulnerability. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, they're, they're my first two examples of strong women in my life. And that was at 10 years old. Of course, at that age, I didn't realize. But now as I look back as, a, as an adult male, the incredible strength and courage and resilience both of those women had. I mean, they're, they're my very first examples. So how has that impacted your relationship with the women in your life? It has taught, you know, it it has had a huge impact because it, they taught me growing up that, you know, so many boys, and I, I've talked about this many times before, boys growing up are taught that not to show your emotions. It's yeah. not, it's not manly. It's not macho. It's not this, it's not that. And they taught me that it's okay to show your emotions and you should, you have emotions, you're a human being. And just because you're, yeah, just because you're a boy doesn't mean you don't show your emotions, but they also ingrained in me and taught me that you can do anything in your life. That support was huge. Anything is possible. You just have to put your mind to it and you can do it. Whatever it is you want to do in this life, anything is possible for you. And so they constantly ingrained that in me and taught that to me. So there's so many valuable lessons that I I gained and gleaned from those two women supporting me and, you know, teaching me about respecting women. All of these things started from that very young age. And they're all incredibly valuable lessons, which have led me to where I am today. And I wouldn't be the man I am today without those two women. So I owe them a debt that is never, ever repayable for all that they taught me and gave me and showed me. I could never repay what they what they gave me, the gifts that they gave me. What gifts do the current women in your life give you? Support. Support and uh, to uh, continuing that message of knowing that anything is possible. Because when I first jumped into entrepreneurship, I, I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome and competition mindset and all of that stuff. And my mom was still there supporting me. My wife was there supporting me, sh- sharing with me that you can do this. You've got this. It is possible. So it's just been a continuation. Now with the podcast and the women I have in the community, they too have become a support system for me. I have cheerleaders. I have a close-knit group of women around me who support me and continually tell me, you can do this. You've got this. Look at look at what you have created. Look at what has been built here. And it is possible. So it's just a continuation of what my mom and my grandmother taught me from a young age to continuing now to where I am today and having that support system. I'm, I believe that we aren't meant to, nor can we do anything alone in this life. And so having that support system around you, I think surrounding yourself with the right people is key. Relationships and community are the foundation for everything in this life. Everything. Isn't, isn't it so interesting because I agree entirely. And I think that what the pandemic has taught a lot of us is the essential nature of relationship. Mm-hmm. And and it's so interesting, right? Because had the pandemic not happened, you and I would probably not be having this conversation. Yeah. Um, the fact that we can create relationship virtually is mm-hmm. really quite beautiful because you're in Ontario and I'm in Alberta. Yeah. And And there's a piece of it that is like, we have this opportunity, if you will, to, I I love what you said, to 
realize that if you put your mind to something, it can happen, but it's not just your mind. It's not just believing in yourself. No. It's also the, the spirit piece of trusting yourself mm-hmm. and the body part of actually actioning it, right? Yes. Like, like it's the actioning it. You did, you said you did eight episodes and then you shelved it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I tried that or, you know, that I did that, whatever. Yeah. But, but then it's also, I think that what I, I'm hearing is that you had almost that spirit calling saying, trust this, trust this. And because you had the supportive community around you, mm-hmm. are also saying, trust this. We believe yeah. it was those little steps forward. Because people, a lot of people assume that there's a leap that happens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like, yes, there's a leap. You throw the backpack over the fence and say, I'm doing it. <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you you're like, okay, backpacks over the fence. We're, we're going on the we're adventure. We're going. Yeah. We're doing this. But it's then realizing that once the, you're over the fence and the backpack is over the fence, on the other side of the fence, you don't want the adventure to be alone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a much richer experience when you can share that adventure with others. Absolutely. That's that's another thing that I think is key is, yes, having the support system. I, I know, I know without a shadow of doubt, none of this is possible without all of the women who right. have got on board with what I'm doing, who have showed up and shared their vulnerabilities, shared their stories. Without all of you, there is no empowerography, plain and simple. Sure, I came up with the idea, but without all the participants, empowerography doesn't exist. So it's a community effort. It's a community platform. And the other piece of that is the celebration piece of it celebrating that you're that you've completed these steps that you've gone through and you've put in the work yes of course you can't do sure you can you can like you said you can have the power of the mind to yes i want to do this i'm going to do this but if you don't put in the work it's not going to happen and when you put in the work it i think that's also again it's another permission slip for others to see and and take lessons from that and say hey if brad's doing this this is possible for others i can do this too and having those people around you to celebrate with you and to lift you up and and you do the same for them. That's what it's all about is supporting each other. Absolutely. In a previous podcast, I interviewed Dr. Jody Carrington and I, I keep coming back to this. I've come back to it several times in many of my podcasts because her her line is we're all just, we're all simply here to walk one another home. Mm-hmm. And and her last book is feeling seen. And, and I think that that is a real statement about where we are in life right now. We're here to walk one another home. We're here to feel seen and be seen and, and do it bravely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that a lot of people are realizing that playing small isn't serving their highest good. And no. it's, and it's taking the action. It's the steps to say, I'm going to trust this and I'm going to take the action. Yeah. So when you started doing this and you started mm-hmm. taking action, what was the indication that you were, what was your first indication that this was the right path? Mm. <laughs> I've never been asked that before. Um, just a feeling in my gut, just the feeling that it just, 
lit me up and excited me so much to do this work, to, to have these conversations, to connect with people in that way. Because we connect on a very, very, a much deeper level than your surface connections, right? Because again, it goes back to the storytelling. These women are sharing stories and these stories resonate. I pull inspiration from every single one of the women I speak to and share in their journey. I compare it to being a passenger in the car with each one of my guests. They're driving the car. They're taking me on the journey of their life. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat beside them. I get to share in that. I'm going along for that ride with them. What a fucking incredible honor that is. Like it, oh. it's mind blowing to me that I am in the car. Like some of these stories are just so, every one of the stories is so powerful, but I am being invited into their car. That's a very closed personal space. And I'm in that. How incredible is that? What an honor that is for me. It's so beautiful. And so it's just, it was just a knowing, a feeling, uh, my soul smiling, laughing, my heart smiling. And it's just like nothing I've ever experienced before. It is. And I mean, photography, like I said at the beginning, was my first love, my first passion. It was that same thing, except amplified thousands of times more by doing this work than as opposed to the photography. And that's not to say that I still don't love photography. I do. It's part of who I am. You can't, once you've stepped into that with arts, with whatever art form it is you practice, I don't think you can ever shed that. I'm never not going to be a photographer, no matter if I'm shooting or not. Photography is part of who I am. It's in my DNA. It's just there. But this work, it's on a whole other level. I... I so appreciate the way you described that. It was like your soul was on fire, laughing, joyful, just like, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Because that's a big piece of it. Like, I really believe that we end up when we, as our path unfolds, mm -hmm. we just start to feel that fire burning brighter and stronger and more excitement and more possibility. And we just lean gently into the possibility. We don't have to run into it. No, no naked and run into the possibility of fire. <laughs> right? instead we you know it's like you, you just wade into to mm -hmm. it just and just go with it never in a million years did i ever dream that this is what i'd be doing i mean I, never did this thought ever enter my mind up until i just started doing it i mean i just jumped in i had never done a podcast before I just figured you know what I've got my audiovisual background so I know tech and I know gear and I know how to edit but I've never interviewed anyone or I just figured you know what this I need to do this this has to be done this is part of my journey and I just jumped in and did it figured it out and that's it can I ask a question yeah. about imposter syndrome Brad because mm. you brought that up and I'll tell yep. you straight out like we're in season two um, and I have not done, you've done like 400. How many episodes have you done? I published today. Let me look. 484 pub was published today. Okay. So you've published 484 podcasts, uh -huh. which is mind blowing to me. <laughs> I, I, haven't even I know that I haven't published even a hundred. However, 
There's also an incredible evolution that happens as a podcast host. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally do some podcasts where I have conversations with people and some where I just have conversations with my audience. Yeah. And actually, I don't call them my audience. I call them my community. I call them my yeah. people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because your they're, tribe. they're part of my people. Yeah. Yeah. They're part of the collective that's meant yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. However, if I listen back to some of my early podcasts, which I'm, I've only done a couple of times. I'm slightly <laughs> horrified uh, because, and, and I'm sure I'll look back at even maybe these ones and go, wow, like there's mm-hmm. a piece of, of me that is critical. And then there's another piece of me that is proud because mm-hmm. you see the growth, you yeah. can see the evolution of it as a host and as the experience of it unfolding as it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. So do you still get imposter syndrome or did you just shelf imposter syndrome? No, no, I still get it. I actually have never gone back and listened to any of my early episodes. <laughs> I have not. And I was thinking, because someone, I was talking about this with someone else and I thought I should go back and listen to one of my first eight that I recorded. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared too, <laughs> in a way, but I mean, the the imposter syndrome, the competition mindset, that stuff I experienced a lot more in my when I first jumped into entrepreneurship, my photography business. I was stuck in a competition mindset and imposter syndrome for almost the first two years of my business. And it was a tough struggle. I mean, it was hard. I I finally was able to get to a place where I was I managed to wrap my mind. And so I'm going to go off topic here for a second, but thinking about mindset, the word mindset, I was talking with a friend yesterday and I've heard this before. And she said, you know, I really don't like that word mindset. And someone else told me the same thing. And I said, well, why? And she said, because mind and set means you're set, your mind is set on something. It's set in a certain mode. She's like, I, I prefer to use the word mind shift, which I thought was very interesting, right? Because it's true mindset. That means you're set in a particular way of thinking or pattern. Absolutely. So mind shift means you're able to shift your mind the way you think. So that little tweak, and it does tie into this. Um, so I was able to to shift my mind the way I was thinking and realize that, you know what, there's more than enough work. There's more than enough money. There's more than all of it. No matter what field of work you're in, there's more than enough to go around for everybody. So once I was able to shift, make that shift, that little tweak and realize that my only competition is me, that's all I need to worry about. If I can go and look back at my work as a photographer and see that I've improved, that's all that matters. Because I was stuck in this, well, why am I not at this point by now? Why this person's here, that person's this far, I'm only here. And da, da. I mean, thankfully, I didn't give up. There was points where I wanted to, I really wanted, I, I seriously contemplated throwing in the towel and thinking, this is too fucking hard. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I'm not where I thought I would be. And so I got a mentor, which also helped. But being able to shift my mind to think that my only competition is me and stepping into that and embodying that and believing in that helped. But I was stuck in that for almost two years before I was finally able to shift it. And it still pops up. I mean, when I first started the podcast and putting it out there, I'm one to 
of course, working in audiovisual, I was always behind the scenes doing all the work behind. That's where I stayed is behind the scenes. And till this last, I would say, year where some of my community, my friends were saying, you need to step out from behind the mic. You need to step out from behind the shadows and put yourself out there. We want to see who Brad is. We want to see who the host is of this podcast. You need to put yourself out there more. So there was a lot of imposter syndrome around that, stepping out from behind the mic and putting myself out there. So I started sharing posts, being more vulnerable. And so it still pops up. You never, I don't think we ever get rid of that. You never, I don't think you're able to, you may be able to shelve it for a while and it will undoubtedly creep in again because we're human beings. We're, we're constantly evolving and growing, pushing. The more you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, the more you're going to grow, but it's still going to creep in. You can't avoid it. It's just, I think it's getting to a point where you're able to turn the volume down much quicker and know how to do it much quicker so that you're not stuck in that mind set because it is a set, you're set in that mindset for too long. You're able to get yourself and pull yourself out of it much quicker. It's just, it comes with practice and constantly working on yourself and doing the work on yourself. Because, I mean, we are the foundation, self is the foundation for everything. It all starts here within us. So you have to do the inner work. And once you do that, it makes things easier as you progress, as you grow, as you expand to turn the volume down. It's that awareness piece, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In, in the trifecta of joy, we talk about awareness, befriending your inner critic and raising your vibration. Yeah. And again, it's a mind, body, spirit. We are a mind, body, spirit unit. I love that. When we have the mind shift and then we drop into embodying what we're here to do, trusting mm-hmm. ourselves enough to, to, first of all, acknowledge oh my god i'm in competition i'm in comparison and competition and comparison is a part of our cultural stew right like very i'll just say it it's a very masculine trait it's a power and a lot of women take on that trait yep as a as a means of moving forward and and also recognize i think that we're also into a space of shifting and recognizing that masculine and feminine energy exists in all of us and it's meant to exist in harmony, yes. not in contrast. Yeah, 100%. Right? And so and so often that imposter syndrome, I think, become, comes from that masculine energy and mm-hmm. noticing and then shifting and embodying the trust and taking the steps forward is sometimes, I think, more of the feminine energy yeah although it because it's what i'm hearing from you is it's not that forced sense but rather a sense of flowing into that yeah flow and that's the feminine side right is the flow and the masculine this hustle culture bullshit and do 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 competition all of this stuff it's like no that's not that's not in flow that's not in alignment and i think people are starting to realize that and stepping more into and embodying both the masculine and feminine. You've got to have both. We all have, as you said, we all have it within us. You've got to find the balance. Oh, see, and I, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with that one. <laughs> okay. So this is something that you need to know about me, Brad. Mm-hmm. I actually believe balance is bullshit. 
Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I do, I believe balance is bullshit. And I had this conversation with my manager when I was with uh-huh. children's services many years ago, because she said, well, you know, we just need to create balance. And I was like, it's bullshit. <laughs> Bal- and, and, and she just looked at me and I was like, no, because balance says that there's an, there's an equality always happening. Mm. And what is, is that at any given moment, something is going to create a shift that is going to create off balance. So I use, I use harmony to describe. Yeah. I was just going to say harmony. I use the flow in and the flow Uh out and actually picture an infinity symbol and things flowing in and out as meant to. Um, And I think that when we create flow, we recognize Mm -hmm. that masculine and feminine can be present at the same time. Mm -hmm. Grief and and joy can be present at the same time, you know, happiness and anger can be present at the same time. Um, and that's, the, that's the interesting thing. Like we, as human beings, we're such dynamic beings that we actually can flow through so much in a day. Yeah. I, I love that you said you brought up grief and joy. Cause I was interviewing a woman about a month ago or a month or so ago, and she is, she works in the grief field as well. And she said to me, grief and joy are soulmates you cannot invite joy to the party without inviting grief to the party and i thought that was an incredible way of looking i never heard that before grief and joy are soulmates i thought holy shit that you're right you can't have one with it it's like everything else right you can't have darkness without the light you can't have joy without the sadness you need both you need the harmony (laughs) the harmony of both (laughs) Not to balance the harmony of both. Yeah. Um, to you can't know one without the other without experiencing the other. So I thought it was a very interesting analogy. Grief and joy are soulmates. I I really love that because um, one of the things that I say is that grief grief is the is the sorry grief is the gift mm-hmm. shows you that you've loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because because love is such like i just think that we're just we i believe we are all just love and light and yeah. and we're here to be there as a humanity but mm-hmm. if we don't experience love it we can't experience grief that's right so, i agree with you you know so i love that the deep grief and joy are soulmates yeah uh-huh. that oh that's really good that is really yeah i loved it i thought it was so powerful and the analogy of you can't, you have to invite them both to the party. They both have to be there. And what empowerography does is it, it invites a space for women to, to be able to not just recognize and share their story, but celebrate their story mm-hmm. and put there in a way that is authentic for them. Yeah. And that can include grief, joy, and every other emotion that comes with our unique stories. Absolutely. It's yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's incredible. It's an honor for me to share in the stories. It's just, I, (laughs) this work sets my soul on fire. Honestly, I've never felt such a fire in my belly for any work that I've ever done in my life as I have for this, this past three years, I've been three of the best years of my life. Honestly, doing this work, it is unbelievable. And the relationships and the friendships are the best part of all of it. The connections, they are everything. Connections are such a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. 
right? It's that being seen, feeling seen, making the connection and, and then sharing that connection because it, even in a podcast, it's you and I having the conversation, but our conversation has a greater purpose. Yeah. Greater purpose is to literally put it out into the world and let it remain there and let it find the people that it's meant to find as it is, as it is discovered. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to ask, you've got this podcast, you've mm-hmm. done literally a gajillion episodes <laughs> interviewing amazing women from all mm-hmm. over the world. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure you check your statistics once in a while. How many countries are listening to empowerography? Do you know <laughs> just out of curiosity? I, I yeah. honestly don't know. I mean, uh, the UK, Australia, Canada, of course, the U S um, Brazil, it's it's global. I mean, the podcast is in the top three percent globally. So every I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't really. You know, honestly, I don't really pay too much attention to the stats. I don't want to get caught up and yeah, weighed down in that stuff because it's not about that. You know, and early on, it's funny because I would get I would be reaching out to women on Instagram and ask them if they're interested on in being guests on the podcast. And I had a few women come back, and the first thing they asked me is. Well, how many downloads do you have? How many listeners do you have? And it used to drive me batshit crazy. I I couldn't stand it. I hated it. And it drove me nuts. And I got to the point where it's like, okay, well, this is still happening. It it didn't happen a lot. But when it did, I got to the point where, you know what? That's not my, they're not my people. No. Because if that's all you're interested in, that then you you aren't a good fit for this platform because that's not what it's about. It's about sharing the stories of women who have done incredible things in their lives. That's what it's about. It's not about the statistics. It's not about the downloads. That no. I don't care about that stuff. I and the reason I asked about the countries is because I don't care about the numbers either. Mm-hmm. A lot of people focus on that. What I yeah. like to see is. I like to look for interesting and or, or different countries around the world mm. where, where by what I call universal magic <laughs> that I've, I've, I've had the privilege of being yeah. in that country. Right. So when, when, for example, when, um, when I had, a, I had listens in South Africa, I mm. was like, Oh, how incredible that I've never been to South Africa at <laughs> And yet I have this ability to spread love and light to even one set of years in South Africa is just to me, a magical gift. It is. It speaks to the power of the podcasting platform. It is absolutely incredible when you think about it. I mean, we have access to audiences that you never would have even imagined, right? It's it's an incredibly powerful platform. And that's why I encourage people to get on to podcasts and guests on podcasts because you will get access to audiences that you never had access to. And it's an incredible way to share your story. Like you said, people in Japan, in Costa, Costa Rica, New Zealand, like all over the world have the opportunity to hear. I mean, who would have thought that someone in Costa Rica would be listening to my podcast or someone in Australia or India, or it's mind boggling to me. And I, that's, that's just the power of the platform, power of the medium. Podcasting is an incredibly powerful medium 
to get your message out there. It's I think it's the best medium that there is because there's no censorship. You can say whatever you want, you know, and you can reach at, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the access you have to people around the world, you are in their ears. You have a captive audience for that 45 minutes, that hour, however long your episode is, you have a captive audience. You're in their ears. How powerful is that? It is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's 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 an opportunity to share a conversation with a stranger and invite yeah. and invite possibility to them. And 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 you never know, right? Maybe someone's doing dishes, maybe someone's out yeah. for a walk, maybe someone's yeah. driving to work. You yeah. don't know where they are in their lives or what they're experiencing and yet we have the gift of being mm-hmm. able to share space with them and potentially, and I always say, hopefully, actually, I trust that yeah. there's one glimmer, right? Yeah. If there's one glimmer from a podcast that inspires them to take action, to mind shift, to embody what they really, truly love, then then we've done our job. How incredible is that? You know, I mean, think about that. <laughs> Let's just sit and think about that for a minute. It's like, Holy, you could change the trajectory of someone's day, of someone's life, just through them listening to your conversation. That is powerful and beautiful and just incredible. It's amazing. And you know, Brad, I appreciate that you say that because I have an episode that I put out very early on and it was one where I was exceptionally vulnerable and it was where I shared um, that I learned that I had been sexually abused. And, um, it was a very hard podcast to do. And yet I felt that it was critical that I put my voice out there and, and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had so many people reach out to me and use the word brave about how brave I was and how inspired they were by my bravery. And I think that we need brave spaces, but I also think that we have to recognize that bravery and vulnerability are soulmates. Yeah, yeah, I like right? that. Because yeah. if you know, if we're talking about about that experiences, you without the vulnerability, that bravery can't exist. That's right. And so you know, like I, as hard as that podcast was, I know that it it had an impact and it encouraged other people to have a voice. So it was worth doing and. And it's a no regrets decision, right? It's because part of your work, it's part of your journey. Exactly. It's exactly it. It's part of my life path. It's me mm-hmm. in, in my purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just and as, how powerful is that? <laughs> right. And, and this is the other thing, empowerography. How did you decide on the title of empowerography? I honestly, I just put together my, my passion of photography and empowerment. Because through the photography, I was helping to empower. Right. And it just, it just, honestly, it just came to me. You know, you hear, I hear people talk about this. It's funny that, you know, oh, I can't figure out a name and figuring out the name for my podcast or figuring out the name for my business is so hard. And I, and I was just sitting there one day and it just downloaded to me that this is it. I just knew as soon as the word came to me and I spoke it out. It's like, this is it because it is, I mean, photography is such a huge part of who I am. It's in my DNA. It is part of me. 
And the empowerment piece, I mean, that's what I was doing through the photography. And then the empowerment piece, the power that you give people or that people, sorry, I shouldn't say, because we don't give people power. The, the ability to share stories is empowering, right? And so it just, it came together. It just, I, I got no other way to describe it. It just came to me and the, and I knew right away without a second thought, this is it. I had people say, well, that's hard to say. And it's, how do you pronounce it? And it's hard to remember. And I was like, no, this is it. I'm not changing it. This is it. That's all there is to it. It it fits. It's perfect. It is a perfect description of the work I'm doing. And it ties everything in as one. It all comes together perfectly. It's awesome. And I and and it is, it's about empowerment. It's about elevation. It's about mm-hmm. education. Yeah. It's about that beautiful opportunity to share mm-hmm. and inspire others. And Brad, thank you so much for being such an inspiration. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago when we chatted, you shared with me that you were uh, publishing a podcast a day for the for mm-hmm. the month of August, if yeah. that's yep. yep, which is um, in my mind slightly insane. <laughs> However, I also i I find that really inspiring because that is an indication of you living your passion, right? Mm-hmm. And and wanting to share and and get these voices out and the stories to the world, knowing that there are people out there that are waiting for them. You don't know who they are, but there are people out there waiting for them. Mm -hmm. They're waiting and they're waiting to hear the story of someone they don't even know going to change potentially the trajectory of their life. Mm -hmm. And And it's beautiful to be able to do that for people. It is such a gift. It is such a gift and it's a, and it's a solid reminder for me. And I think that that's also part of the, the purpose of our conversation is that it's a reminder for me that this, that the trifecta of joy podcast has, has a purpose and it's just, it is the gift to our listeners and, and, and I'm grateful. I am so deeply grateful and humbled for every person who listens to a a show and subscribes or shares or just starts listening and says, oh my gosh, she made me laugh and I'm done. <laughs> whatever it is, right? It, whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It, you touch one person's life. That's that's the goal and that's the gift. And you need to keep doing this work, Tanya. You need, it's part of your path. It's part of your purpose. So, I mean, if I can inspire, I'm honored and humbled that I can inspire you to keep going because you need to keep doing it. This is, this is part of your path. So. Thank you, Brad. Thank you so much. My friends. Oh my goodness. I could share Brad with you forever and ever. <laughs> Such a beautiful human. And this Thank is you. an incredible conversation. Uh, Brad, if our listeners want mm-hmm. to find you, where would you like them to go? They can find me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast. They could check out my website at empowerographypodcast.com or they can find me on Facebook. I have a community there, the Empowerography Podcast Lounge. Those are the three main places I'm hanging out. Okay. You also can be found on 
all the listening yeah. platforms. Yes, yes. Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, all of those platforms. Absolutely. So get your, get your, my friends, get yourself <laughs> plugged in and listen to Empowerography and stay tuned for when I have the opportunity. Yes. And I'm so excited for that. <laughs> on Empowerography as well. I'm very, very excited. We get to flip the script here and I get to ask the oh, questions. <laughs> I know. And you're such a great question asker. I was listening to the podcast. I'm like, oh, oh this has been It's going to be amazing. It, it, thank you so much for this incredibly amazing and inspirational conversation, the opportunity to share the work that I'm doing in the world and just to be in your presence and be on your platform is an absolute honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me, Tanya. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much, Brad. And I have a feeling that you're going to be back. I just, <laughs> I would be honored. <laughs> I would love that too. All right, my friends. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for being you from the bottom of my heart. Stay awesome. Stay true to yourself and have a beautiful week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.